It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, September 29th. I'm Kelly Reese and this is your KVMR Evening News. First up, today's California report looks at the legacy of longtime U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein, who passed away yesterday at 90. Then, we'll hear about some potential precipitation in your weekend weather forecast before an in-depth Celtic Festival interview with hometown favorite, Scottish fiddler Alistair Fraser. Although he hails from the central lowlands of Scotland, Alistair has made his home in the Sierra foothills. He plays alongside cellist Natalie Haas at this weekend's KVMR Celtic Festival. KVMR's Steve Baker sits down with the man dubbed the Michael Jordan of Scottish fiddling on tonight's newscast. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. Longtime U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein has passed away. She was 90. She was the first woman to represent California in the Senate, serving more than 30 years. President Joe Biden says Dianne made her mark on everything from national security to environment to protecting civil liberties. She made history in so many ways, and our country will benefit from her legacy for generations. In a statement, Governor Gavin Newsom says every race she won, she made history. But her story wasn't just about being the first woman in a particular political office. It was what she did for California and for America with that power once she earned it. That's what she should be remembered for. Now we're joined by KQED politics editor Scott Schaefer. Scott, welcome. Thank you. Tell me about Feinstein's time in San Francisco politics. How did that shape her political career? Well, you know, Dianne Feinstein was in uh, politics from a very young age. Uh, She got active in civic affairs. She actually met Willie Brown in the 1960s with pushing her daughter Catherine in a baby carriage at a rally that Willie Brown was doing uh, on behalf of civil rights when uh, realtors refused to show him a house that he wanted to buy in a rather ritzy neighborhood of San Francisco. She got elected. She was the first woman elected to the Board of Supervisors. She got the most votes. She was the first woman to be president of the Board of Supervisors, as she was a couple of times. She almost quit politics because she wanted to be mayor of San Francisco. She ran a couple times, did not do well, and actually had told people she was going to leave politics uh, the morning of the assassinations of George Moscone and Harvey Milk. So that obviously changed everything for San Francisco and for her career trajectory. And Senator Dianne Feinstein was the longest serving female senator and the longest serving senator from California. What were some of her biggest accomplishments for Californians while she served? Well, she was very involved in gun control. Um, she, uh, against a lot of odds, uh, helped get past the assault weapons ban in 1994 with help from Joe Biden, who was then in the Senate. She also did a lot of work on issues that a lot of senators might have avoided, things like water. Uh, she was very involved in uh, protecting the deserts in California and elsewhere. Large swaths of the Mojave Desert and other parts of Southern California are now uh, protected because of work that she did. Um, she also, much later, was very involved in holding the CIA accountable for torture uh, during uh, the early years of the Iraq war. That took a lot of courage. Uh, She was asked not to do that by the Obama administration, but she really held them accountable. So she showed courage uh, in many, many ways uh, at different points in her life and career. And Scott, you've covered California politics for some time now. Any moment, any interaction with the senator that stood out to you? (laughs) 
There are so many, uh, you know, uh, Dianne Feinstein had a very long memory and I uh, happen to have worked for the person who followed her in the mayor's office in San Francisco, Art Agnos. And uh, they didn't get along particularly well, quite honestly. They came to respect each other later. Uh, but she she had a very long memory, I will tell you that. And I, I bumped into her and interviewed her many times over the years. And she would often remind me <laughs> of the things that, uh, you know, that Art Agnos had said about her or later Gray Davis, uh, who ran against her for the U.S. Senate in 1990. Um, but she, in the end, obviously, she cared so deeply about San Francisco and about California. And uh, I think everyone will remember her for that and the fact that she fought for things that she cared about. And she was in it for the right reasons. You know, she was in it for policy. She was a workhorse, not a show horse. And she was considered a centrist. Was she always moderate or did she move more to the right throughout her career? Well, she was, you know, moderate by San Francisco standards. Uh, she was always kind of identified more with business, with downtown, the Chamber of Commerce. She was very close to the police department, the fire department. Um, you know, she was not, when she was mayor, she actually vetoed legislation to give women equal pay for equal work. She vetoed a very early domestic partners bill to give uh, gay couples uh, equal rights. Uh, so she was a little bit to the, you know, to the right by San Francisco standards. But, you know, for California, she was a great fit because California is a big state. And she was always, uh, until the very last few years of her life, one of the most popular elected officials in California and uh, easily uh, reelected many times to uh, to the Senate because she really she really did fit that middle uh, political spectrum that uh, so many Californians really identified with. And in recent years, Feinstein faced some pressure to resign to make way for younger lawmakers. How did she handle that? Well, she didn't resign. Uh, you know, I think she was so identified with her work that she just didn't see a way uh, what would happen to her, what would become of her, what she would do with her time if she left the Senate. And so she ran for re-election at the age of 85 against the wishes of many, including her daughter, Catherine Feinstein. Uh, and uh, that is just, you know, what she will be known for is for the work that she did at the local level and at the federal level. Right. On that note, what do you think her legacy will be overall? She was a trailblazer. She broke a lot of glass ceilings, both uh, as mayor in San Francisco. Um, she certainly, uh, the the gun control that she advocated for so many years that uh, really, uh, as a, a result of her get, becoming mayor uh, through those assassinations, that was an issue, I think, that was, she was more identified with than anything else. And what's next for California? How will her replacement be chosen? Uh, well, that's unclear. Uh, there, of course, uh, there was going to be, there is going to be an election scheduled uh, in um, in March. Uh, we have Adam Schiff, Barbara Lee, uh, Katie Porter, among others, running for her seat. And, uh, you know, there could be a special election that the governor would call to uh, make that a little faster, uh, that decision quicker. But uh, at this moment, uh, you know, he could appoint a caretaker. He could call some special election or we could just wait until the election in March. But given how closely divided the Senate is, I think uh, they're going to have to uh, fill that seat rather quickly. That was KQED politics editor Scott Schaefer. Scott, thanks so much. You're welcome.
And that's the California Report for Friday, September 29th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. A reminder before we get into your weather forecast. Nevada County Connects, the county's public transit service, is offering free bus fares today and Saturday, September 30th. Bus routes and schedules can be viewed online at the Nevada County Connects homepage. Now let's take a look at your forecast from the National Weather Service. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight mostly cloudy with a chance of showers and thunderstorms and a low around 49 degrees. Chance of precipitation is 40%. Saturday, a 50% chance of showers, it'll be mostly cloudy with a high near 60. Saturday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 45 degrees. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 67. Sunday night will be mostly clear with a low around 47 degrees. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight mostly cloudy with a low around 34 degrees. A chance of showers with thunderstorms possible after 11 p.m. Saturday, mostly cloudy with a high near 50, a 70% chance of precipitation. Saturday night will be mostly cloudy with a low around 32 degrees. Showers are likely. Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 53. Sunday night will be mostly clear with a low around 30 degrees. And in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight, cloudy then gradually becoming partly cloudy with a low around 59 degrees. It'll be windy with gusts as high as 22 miles per hour. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 69. Saturday evening will be partly cloudy with a low around 56 degrees. Sunday, sunny with a high near 76. Sunday night will be clear with a low around 53 degrees. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. Up ahead, Scottish fiddle player Alistair Frazier joins KVMR's Steve Baker for this in-depth Celtic Festival interview, which includes an in-studio performance from the man dubbed the Michael Jordan of Scottish fiddling. You can catch Alistair alongside cellist Natalie Haas both Saturday and Sunday at this weekend's Celtic Festival. You know, when I walked in the door here at the beautiful KVMR studios, I just thought, the energy is is ready, you know. Like there's a kind of a an expectation level in the air. There's that convergence feeling of the gathering. That word I love to use. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's just you're just seeing big Celtic smiles everywhere in this community right now. <laughs> I say everyone's getting ready for it. And it's it's not just Celtic. It's to me, it's like humanly necessary. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I say this probably every time we talk, Steve, but for for us to gather, for human beings to gather, uh, I feel increasingly, you know, at this time we we live we live in that um, man, we have to gather, we have to take care of each other and celebrate together, and here we here we are doing it in KVMR style. And of course, uh, by the way, the tickets are still available for the festival. You can get them uh, through kvmr.org or kvmrcelticfestival.org. We're just trying to make these tickets available to everybody and just everybody just come and have the, their first time in almost a decade. <laughs> well, four happen? years at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's necessary. I, 
and I love the op opportunity to to be involved in music, you know, in, in my life so, so deeply and to see the effects of it and the, how it's so closely connected to our well-being and, um, you know, just things go better. If you can remember to, to turn the music on, to go to the music and to get it in your, your being. Speaking of sharing music, you also share space on the stage with an incredible woman named Natalie Haas. <laughs> I do. And it seems like it was just a few years ago that the two of you uh, started performing together and w w how great that experience has been, except it's not just a few years. We reckon it's 23 years. 23. Yeah. And, and again, you know, it's, it's like, it's hard for me to, to absorb that really because in, in the beginning it was you know there's Natalie coming as a student in one of my fiddle camps to Valley of the Moon she, she and her sister came Brittany Natalie was 11 Brittany was 9 <laughs> and you know <laughs> they just they just loved it and so she she began to emerge as being someone who was had the bit between her teeth you know she just wanted to include this music in her life so by her late teens, we were we were beginning to do some gigs, and and I had been looking for a cello for years, a cellist actually, who would jump into the fray and kind of in a fearless way um, bring the cello into the, the center of traditional music, and um, it'd been a difficult search, you know. And along comes Natalie, and that's what this is what makes this even more fun and interesting to me is that we kind of got together as an experiment. It was a what if, what if we just do fiddle and cello for a couple of gigs and see how that feels. And that you can see I'm smiling right now. Because <laughs> it's one of these things in life where you go, who would have thought 23, year late, 23 years later, we're, we're still doing that, you know? And, and every now and again, I say to, to Natalie, you know, we're driving somewhere, we're touring all over the place. And I'll say, well, do you want to keep doing this? You know, there's lots of things we, you could do, we could do, um, different approaches, different combinations. And she she looks at me and she goes, yep. And so we're signed on again. And here we are, year 23, album seven or eight, I think. We're working on new stuff right now. So it's... Will we hear some of that, do you think, on uh, it's quite, Saturday and quite, Sunday? Quite possible, quite possible, yeah. Okay, great. Um but yeah, what what a what a privilege that is actually to have a, a sparring partner that you can journey with and who provokes me, you know, to, to achieve new new skills, new levels, compositional playing skills. Because she's um, Natalie is hardcore amazing <laughs> on her instrument, and I couldn't ask for a better partner in that she she shows up every single time with you know bright and ready and eyes blazing here we go you know, that's that's that in itself is 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 a beautiful thing you know like when you get to work with someone like that intensely let me quote the boston globe here you would think they'd been playing together for centuries and they're referring to you and natalie mm. i will just add one comment here of all the people that have been playing together for centuries you and natalie Look the youngest. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'm working on that. And here, a little bit more from the Boston Globe. While his fiddle dances, her cello throbs darkly or plucks 
puckishly. Then Natalie opens her cello's throat, joining Fraser in soaring sustains, windswept refrains, and sudden jazzy explosions. Mm. Their sound is as urbane as a Manhattan midnight and as wild as a Clackmannan winter. Isn't that great? <laughs> I mean, I, I actually I, I love that quote because it's so well written and it's got nice juicy descriptors in, in there. But it's also, it kind of goes to the center of, of what we're, we're about, I think, which is a great achievement. Um, yeah, I think he nailed it. We're talking with Alistair Fraser here. Um, Natalie Haas is not with us today, but uh, but she will be with us uh, Saturday and Sunday during both of the uh, weekend days of uh, the very first Celtic festival of this decade. <laughs> right, and we'll have some jamming too. You know, we'll get we'll get in amongst it and stir up the tunes wherever we can. That's right. And by the way, you'll be performing Saturday at the Pine Tree Stage about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And you'll be on the main stage that evening from 5.30 to 6.30 or thereabouts. On Sunday, you'll be at the Oak Grove Stage at 2.30 p.m. And at 7.30 that night, Alistair, Natalie, and it says here, friends. Oh, good. Are doing... (laughs) Theoretically, 75 minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, again, I'm smiling. I and there's going to be a lot this, of friends. I just, uh, yeah, I yeah, just have a, a feeling that there may be a good number of friends, uh, in, and including the San Miguel Fraser. Isn't that great? Yeah. My son, Galen, who, who would have thought, you know, I have this love affair with Spain, Spanish music. I've been going there for over 30 years. And it's essential in my life to include the Spanish way of being and the, their love affair with energy and the fiesta. Um, and, and then my son ends up moving there and marrying beautiful Maria, who's a supremely talented musician and a real go-getter. And the two of them together are just very effervescent and and just supremely um, leading the, the, the musical life, you know, of inquiry. They're, they're, they've got new compositions. They're, they're kind of re, reconstituting Castilian music and the dance and the percussion elements of it. And um, it's exciting. It's just really, really exciting. And they're going to be there as and part of be the, at the festival. festival. Yeah, Both yeah. Saturday and Sunday they'll be there. Yeah. So that's that's really great. Uh, sometimes performing, I think, separately, sometimes together, and sometimes at least on Sunday night, I'm uh, I'm suspecting that they will both be on stage with you at some point during that evening. They better be. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you brought something called a uh, a fiddle, I believe that is. I did. Yes. I thought maybe we um, you might see if that fiddle works. Known in the Celtic lands as the fiddle. <laughs> and. Um, as, as you might know, I love this instrument, and I, I don't mean this particular instrument, although I do, but the idea of... It's been a great companion to me for all these years, and I get to play so many different styles of music on it, and... And, of course, play the dance music of my, my homeland, and um, I was thinking, what... What tune is in my head? And there's a, there's a tune that I 
I just, you know, they're like earworms. They are earworms, a lot of these, <laughs> these tunes. Um, so this earworm that's been there for, for quite a while now is is a, a great tune by Piper Fred Morrison, who's from Uist, one of the West Coast islands back in Scotland. And he writes a lot of great tunes. He wrote this one called The Lochaber Badger. And it's it's a great tune, but I love the name too, The Lochaber Badger. like that to me just they fascinate me because they don't have a lot of notes in them you know uh -huh. and, yeah, and they pack a huge wallop you know they, they can be emotional they can be uh, motivational they can get you up and dancing um, there's all kinds of language in it and they've got the, that tune uh, by Fred has this old quality of uh, having what I call built-in addiction where you, you you play the tune and you get to the end of it and there's nothing you'd rather do than just play it again. And a lot of these <laughs> old, old tunes have this this quality. They kind of leave you dangling and you go and you go for another time around on it. And it's such a clever thing. And um, of course that just leads to more more intensity, more getting deeper in the groove. Um, so uh I've been playing these tunes all my life, and they, they still, every time they bubble up to the surface, I think I greet them like old friends and say, where, where did we leave off last time? What do we do now? And it's very satisfying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. Well, once again, uh, Alistair Fraser in the studio with us. And uh, again, uh, Natalie Haas will be joining him this coming weekend for a series of uh, shows at, yep, the KVMR Celtic Festival. It is back and greater than ever. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Can we just go now? I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I am too. <laughs> That's our newscast for this Friday, September 29th. Listen to anything you may have missed on our website, kvmr.org, and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. KVMR gets support from generous listeners like you and Green Acres Nursery and Supply, offering tips when planting fall landscapes. Garden tips include amending soil, checking irrigation, planting trees and shrubs to establish roots before next summer's heat. idiggreenacres.com and March One Music, 
presents guitarist and bluegrass musician Billy Strings at Golden One Center on Wednesday, October 4th. Tickets and show information at billystrings.com. Support for KVMR's Future of Radio project comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendonca. As always, thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Have a great Celtic Fest weekend.